Hello, 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 and welcome back to Smaller on the Outside, or as I would like to call it, SotoCast, the first, the best, and the only Sherlock podcast that you just can't miss. My name is Dave, and I'll be your dead but not really dead detective this evening, and with me as always, <laughs> and with me as always, is the companion, Andy. Yeah. Some sad news this uh, this afternoon. Uh, it seems that Timbot's been decommissioned. Yes, uh, he had an appointment to make, but when, when he didn't make it, he was brutally decommissioned. He won't be with us tonight. Disassembled, yeah. Yeah, uh, brutally. Brutally. So, kind, of, kind of like the, uh, the Cyberman in uh, Time of the Doctor. Yes, like uh, <laughs> he's got like a head. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but we won't we won't be dragging his head along. That's just that's just too disgusting. You're disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Announcements time. Yay! Um, Andy saw the uh, alternate pilot of Sherlock. Yes. Or was it the original pilot that wasn't ever the aired? Unaired pilot. Yeah. They originally filmed the show. It was about 55 minutes long, um, and. They decided to basically completely refilm the show before, like, I don't think there's any shots in There might have been, like, one or two shots in the entire original unaired pilot that made it to the final pilot. But the first half of it is identical um, script, like, the same exact lines, but there's different locations and different um, acting to go with those lines. Um, overall, the second half of it is significantly different. There's still It's still the same... Um, resolution to the case, but it's done in a much different way. So I would suggest checking that out if you've never seen it. If you haven't seen the pilot in a while, you might not notice the differences right away. Unless you've seen the pilot several times, then you probably would notice the differences. But if you just recently watched the pilot and you watched the unaired pilot, then it's significantly different. Is there, is there any different actors or anything like that, or is it all the same cast? I don't think any of the actors are different, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Some of the side characters, some of the, uh, oh no, no, the, I think the waiter at the restaurant is different. Wow. There's some side characters like that that might be a little oh, different. Well, the main villain's the same, all the main, like, all the people in the police station, and Sherlock, and Watson, and Mrs. Uh, Hudson. Yeah. I think they're all the same. Well, what about personality changes? Uh, Sherlock was slightly more animated. Um, he's still Sherlock. He's still weird. But he's a little bit more animated. Kind of more like how Sherlock evolves throughout the series. He, he becomes a little bit more human uh, because he's with um, Watson there. Like Watson kind of transforms him a little bit. Um, so he is a little bit more like he is towards the end of season two in the unaired pilot. But if you watch the real aired pilot, he's very, um, not very different, but he's different than the unaired pilot. Ah, yes. Well, uh, we're moving right along with, uh, season two. We'll catch up on that season. And, uh, just to remind you all, we're, we're watching these episodes back to back all through the day, and each one's an hour and a half, so... For those of you that are less uh, math-inclined, that's four and a half hours. Mm. It, it's a bit tiring. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. But with Sherlock, it's uh, it's doable. Yeah. 
but uh, after we after we talk about the episodes and all that, uh, we're gonna also talk about the uh, that little short Christmas. Uh, not really Christmas, but uh, it aired on Christmas Eve. Yeah, we're we're gonna talk about a little video that aired on Christmas Eve, um, which is kind of like a prequel to uh, the first episode of the next you season. Think, you think four and a half hours is long? I marathoned through the entire most recent season of Arrested Development, which was about nine hours. Oh, was it? Yeah. On one day? Yep. <laughs> All I did it like from the time it came out, which was like three in the morning to Ooh. like ten in the morning or something Ouch. like that. Or yeah. That not that math doesn't add up. No, it doesn't. But it was more like probably noon or I don't I don't know what it was, but it, it was it was late. I stayed up a lot later than I normally yeah. do. Yeah. And I normally stay up all night long, but it was a lot later. So the second season of Sherlock, as I thought it would, definitely trumped the first one. Yes. And uh, I say that for, for a lot of reasons. I liked all the episodes uh, so much better than the uh, first season mm -hmm. in general. And I, I thought maybe, oh, the first season's got that kind of <laughs> second episode. I think the budget got higher. The budget probably did get higher, and I don't think there was any episodes of the second season. I think they were all great. Um, if anything, I'd probably say the first episode. Really? Um, yeah, because I love the second one, and, and I, I like the, the third I one. I like the first episode, and I like the third episode. I think The Hound is... I mean, I still love The Hound episode, but I would say that it's probably my least of the three. I don't know. I, I love the Hound episode. That's classic. It's uh, classic, but it's not my favorite. So let's go through the episode uh, discussions. First one is called A Scandal in Belgravia. 1,895. Sorry, what? This blog has had nearly 2,000 hits in the last eight hours. There's a lot of press outside, guys. Private detective, the last thing I need is a public image. <laughs> Hello. I think it's time, don't you? What do you know about this woman? Nothing whatsoever. Then you should be paying more attention. Shave? Blood. Boys! You've got another one! Whose phone is it? Your girlfriend? You think she's my girlfriend because I'm X-raying her possessions? Well, we all do silly things. <laughs> On this phone, I've got secrets that could topple your whole world. Ooh, this is getting rather fun, isn't it? Shut up! So I want you to remember me. I promise me that. Woman who beat you. Something big's coming, isn't it? The tale of loss. You always say such horrible things. Go on. Press a girl. Count of three, shoot Dr. Watson. I don't know the code. One. Two. She didn't tell me I don't know it. Punch me in the face. Punch you? Yes, didn't you hear me? I always hear punch me in the face when you're speaking, but it's usually subtext. Oh, for God's sakes. <sighs> Thank you, that was, that was... Thank you! And this one was about Irene Adler. 
Irene Adler, very famous Sherlock Holmes character. Um, and what happens in the episode is, uh... It fi finishes up the cliffhanger, first it, of all. Well, first of all, yeah, he obviously doesn't get blown up. Uh, no, he does get blown up. The rest of the series is, is, yeah. uh, is you know, the afterlife. Yeah, it's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's it. Um, no, he doesn't get blown up. Uh, Moriarty, he gets a call from Irene Adler telling him to back off, I guess, and and he does, and then we get, get to really start off the episode, which has to do with the uh, British government wanting Sherlock to track down Irene Adler because she's in possession of something um, very important. Humiliating? Very important and humiliating to them. So that's that's what he does. He, uh, he goes up to her and he finds it very difficult to deduce anything about her because she's naked. <laughs> well, a lot of the time he uses what's, you know, what people are wearing, what, like, what kind of evidence. Hairs, fibers. Yeah, fibers, hairs. Smar uh, mer smarks. Smarks. Smirks. This is stuff that's left Marks. over. The stuff that's left over on their clothes themselves and that was kind of difficult in this situation. <laughs> it's like, question mark, question mark, question mark. I have no idea. Uh, but he finally uh, uses her measurements to open up a safe in her house, which goes along, and then we get into the, deeper into the story with her cell phone, which has this lock screen that says, I am on the top and locked on the bottom. So and I am locked. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a lock screen on a phone that has four-digit passcode, and he keeps, throughout the episode, he's trying to figure out what's the passcode. Is, is it... 221B, is it? I don't know that. It was one. a random set of numbers that she put into the mock phone. And that it recorded what she said, and then he tried it. No, that didn't work. Uh, finally, he finds out the actual passcode is SHER for sure I am Sherlock. Because she was in love with him. Because he could tell. Because she's got the, the fast uh, heartbeat and pulse and dilating pupils and and stuff like that. But what was the uh, case actually about? Do you remember? Uh, originally there was uh, something about uh, one car that was uh, backfired and the dead bodies in the plane and, and all that. The thing she had on her phone linked to the plane. Mm-hmm. Um, which was gonna be... But she didn't the... know, right? She didn't know because when Sherlock found out that it had something to do with plane coordinates and all that, she texted Moriarty when she found I out, don't. and then Moriarty then texted Mycroft, and, and then the whole plan to uh, fake everybody's it death. It had a code, and Sherlock decoded it. Right, they were originally going to blow up a plane in the middle of the sky with a bunch of dead people, and make it look like a bunch of people died in real life. Nobody actually did. Um, Was it going to be used as evidence against it? terrorist group or something? I don't really remember. The The story itself was a little confusing on me. I, I just remember the characters. It's kind of like the second episode of of the first season. Yeah. But it, the, it's still a, a good story. I, I definitely like the I like it because thing. Of, I, I like it because I like the whole Irene Adler thing. Yeah, and she's a, she's a pretty cool character and and this is the episode that uh, first foreshadowed the end of the season as well. There's uh, a lot of foreshadowing, yeah. Yeah, because she uh, fakes her death yeah. in it, and you see her body in the morgue and everything. Like, it's, oh, she's dead. Um, 
She fakes her death twice in the episode. She does? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the end, she was going to get beheaded by Afghani people, and and apparently he made his way to Afghanistan <laughs> and stopped it. But, uh... But uh, yeah, but that's that. That was the first episode, which was uh, it was okay. It wasn't the best, but it was entertaining to for what it was. Uh, good start of the season. Um, and then we move on to the second episode, which was one of the most popular Sherlock Holmes stories of all. Most popular, most recognizable, no, well known. A lot of people probably consider it the best. Sherlock story because it's so well known, which is I don't is think the, it's the best. I think it's just the most recognizable. And that is The Hounds of Baskerville. It was on the moor. It was dark, but I knew what I saw. I know what killed my father. In your own time. But quite quickly. They were the footprints of a gigantic hound. 20-year-old disappearance. A monstrous hound. Would have missed this for the world. Baskerville ever heard of it? Sounds like a good place to start. My dad was always going on about the type of monsters they were breeding there. I don't know what the hell you expect to find here anyway. Perhaps the truth. There's nothing wrong with me. Did you see the devil that night? Yes. It's not true, is it? You've actually seen this hound thing. There is a hound. There is. And Sherlock, you saw it too. No matter what he says. I saw it. What? I saw it too, John. What the hell's going on? You've got to find Henry. No, get back. Get, get away from me. There is nothing wrong with me, do you understand? This one I, I actually really liked because um, how much they changed about it while still... Um, staying true to the story because I'm a little fuzzy on the actual story because I haven't seen it in forever but like you can tell it's still there all right so basically these people that are out by a big military base called Baskerville they're starting to see these like werewolf like uh, hellhounds uh, that yeah that they call hounds specifically hounds that's what was the big clue. And uh, Sherlock would have normally just said, you are all nuts, I'm not taking the stupid case. But then he said he'd take the case once he heard them say the word hounds. Because nobody uses that word anymore. They say dogs, they say beast, they would say wolf. He said that hounds is an archaic yeah. word. So he takes the case. And uh, he goes to this uh, military compound using uh, Mycroft's ID card, 
And, uh, Which I don't understand because they scan it in the computer and you can clearly see Mycroft's face on the computer screen. <laughs> I'm like, come on. Yeah, they might be a little drugged out a little bit. <laughs> True. Yeah. But no, they don't really find too much from there, but there's a lot of people in the neighborhood that have seen this so-called hound that lurks around the area. So when they go investigate the... Uh, the location where people see that the hounds they actually see the hounds as well and that kind of drives Sherlock a little batty because everything needs to make sense for him. he knows what he saw but there's no way he can believe it so he can't trust his own senses so he's kind of going he kind of um, going a little banana sandwich and he figures out you know it was drugs it had to be drugs and he's convinced but they didn't really eat anything in particular like that would say it was drugs or anything like that so they go back to the compound and uh watson himself he gets chased by a hound as well or at least that's what he thinks mm -hmm. and when holmes does his little uh his mind palace or whatever it was he uh did you know his super thinking mode that's kind of unbelievable and um he found something about indiana i remember indiana was in there it's like a Liberty, Indiana. Liberty, Indiana researcher, la la la. They created something, uh, hounds, as in, um, you know where those words? No. Acronym. acronym. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, hounds was an acronym of something. I don't remember what it was, but it was. It's basically a drug. Uh, the drug. What the drug does is it makes you see what you expect to see. The worst it makes you paranoid, first of all. It makes you paranoid. When you're paranoid, you see it what you're makes, fearing. Yeah, it makes... Uh, it's what I've been saying for... Amplifies what the fears in your mind, something like that. Yeah, it's what I've been saying for horror films for years. Don't ever show the audience what you want them to be afraid of. Let their minds create the fear themselves. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like that, but like amplified. There, there's this rumor going around that there's a hellhound going around the town so people are expecting to see this thing. Yeah. And when they are uh, drug-induced, that's what, that's what they see. And what it turns out is it's just really people that are walking around... Uh, with gas masks. With gas masks, and they're like, oh, that's, that, that's a hound right there. Um, and with a dog on their shirt, or a wolf, or something. Yeah. This uh, episode, you also see uh, Moriarty, but it's... Uh, well, for, at first, you, it's, he's not really connected, you just see him, but later on in the episode, you see that Mycroft, he's holding Moriarty uh, captive for some unknown reason, and that, which you don't find out about until the third episode, of course, which really brings everything together in, like, out of this world uh, between the two seasons. The third episode, which is freaking crazy, is called... Reckenbuck Falls. Hello, are you ready for the story? This is the story of Sir Bostamas. And there's one person we have to thank for giving us the decisive leads. If the press will turn, Sherlock, they always turn. And they'll turn on you. Okay, this is too much. We need to be more careful. What do you mean more careful? I mean that you're not exactly a private detective anymore. You're this far from famous. James Moriarty earlier today accused of attempting to steal the crown jewel. James Moriarty 
the most dangerous criminal mind the world has ever seen. It's one of your old boyfriends. We're trying to track him down. He's been a bit naughty. Uh, Jim actually wasn't even my boyfriend. We went out three times. Yes, and when he stole the crown jewels, broke into the Bank of England and organised a prison break at Pentonville. For the sake of law and order, I suggest you avoid all future attempts at a relationship, Molly. I owe you a fool, Sherlock. I owe you. I said it. Solving crimes won't be enough. I don't know what's coming, John. One day he'll cross the line. See what's going on! Oh, God. Stop it now! Possibly the best written TV episode of all time. Over Doctor Who? Best written TV episode. Not TV show as a whole, but TV episode. Specific one story of a, of a TV show. But Doctor Who's got some good one episode stories too. Yeah, but I don't think anything is smarter written than this episode of Sherlock. You haven't seen Breaking Bad yet though. Breaking Bad's got some seriously holy crap moments. Like it's got some surprising moments, but does it have, does it have the level of deep, it love, smart writing? Yeah. Well, yeah. It, every every season, every episode, it just into the when you're like, it can't get better than that. It can't. It's just impossible. It can't get better. Kind of like what we're thinking for Sherlock. It can't get better than that, and then it does. So but think about how deep it goes for like all the clues and all the. All the, like, the ins insane deductions that Sherlock well, it's, makes. Breaking Bad's not a mystery. Right, it's, it's, so it's a different kind of thing. But they're both, like, insanely good. I just think this is a higher level of intelligent writing than I've seen for a TV show before. I'll tell you what. Basically, this podcast, this episode of this podcast is pretty much geared towards this episode. Yeah. Uh, the episode, other episodes are great, but this is the one that makes people want to buy the season. And it's the first episode that I saw. But basically what happens is it starts off with a bang. Yeah. With a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> now it starts off with uh, Watson back at his psychotherapist, uh, her office. And she's like, what's wrong, John? What happened? He's like, haven't you been reading the newspapers, watching the news? You know what's happened. She's asked him, what's happened? He said, my best friend Sherlock Holmes is dead. And you're like, what? No. <laughs> and then it goes, it, it, it goes back. And we are introduced to the story, which we have probably the most we've ever seen from Moriarty. Um, this is his episode. Actually, it's his and Sherlock's episode combined. The, one of the coolest things about this episode is it makes the viewer think, like question their own sanity almost. <laughs> I will I will I will concede that I have theories about it, but it's still one of the smartest well convinced yeah, convincing episodes I've ever seen. So there's that. But the episode we have we start off with um, Moriarty and he's robbing the the 
Is it the Bank of England? No, no, no. no, 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 no it's not the uh, it's, uh, Tower of London. The Tower of London, I where think, the... I think, I don't know, the Crown Jewels. Wherever the Crown Jewels are, sorry, we're not actually British. If you can't <laughs> tell, we don't know where locations are. I know, we're naive. But, uh... What do you mean we're not really British? We're not really British. Oh, sorry. We're not... We're kind of British, but we're oh, not. Yeah. <laughs> we're British in spirit. <laughs> but we don't know locations. He acts like he's stealing the crown jewels, but he's really not. He's just getting Sherlock's attention. And he's just showing Sherlock his power, his intellect. Uh, because they are really equals on how smart they really are. And Moriarty gets arrested on purpose. And he goes to trial. To which Sherlock testifies against Moriarty. Moriarty doesn't even provide any evidence that he's innocent. He doesn't even try. He's like, no, I'm not going to do anything. They put him in a prison for, until the verdict comes around saying he's not guilty. Um, he was set free and then the game was on. Basically, Moriarty starts this, this plan to make Sherlock look like he's been duping the world, that he's been lying. Makes uh, Sherlock look like he, what was it, he, uh, he kidnapped kids. He made Sherlock look like he kidnapped a bunch of orphan kids. Then when they try to arrest Sherlock, he escapes custody, and he's a fugitive on the run with Watson. And then they run into Moriarty playing this guy named Richard, uh, it's something B. I don't remember. Bridge? <laughs> I don't know. It's Richard something, which stands for Rackenbach. Rackenbacking. Rackentack. Which was apparently the case that, that made, made Sherlock popular. Famous. Yeah. But I don't remember exactly. Was that in the beginning of the episode? It must have been. It was probably one of the things that that. Or was it in the episode? Was it in the first episode, like where he had the hat? Maybe. Could be. He's playing this guy named Richard, saying, "Hey, Sherlock, paid me to act like this Moriarty feller," and he does a pretty convincing job at uh, telling the world that. Sherlock is insane. <laughs> yeah, and the audience. Even the audience, yeah. And we're like, we know that's Moriarty. But still, we're all thinking, no, he's not. He's, he's this Richard guy. I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on DVD. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm on these kid programs. So basically, Sherlock is... He's down to his last option. He knows he's, he has to die in order to fix everything that's that's the only way to do it so he comes down to molly and he's like you know what i'm gonna need your help on something but we don't know what he's asking her for uh and then he meets moriarty on the top of the building and that's when everything goes down watson is on the street looking at where sherlock is and sherlock and moriarty are having a tussle moriarty puts a gun to his mouth saying there's people going after your friends and family, and they won't stop unless they see you jump off the building. But yeah, I can stop them, so I'm going to kill myself. He puts a gun to his mouth, shoots himself, leaving Sherlock with no option but to kill himself. Watson's watching from uh, the street below, and he sees Sherlock on top of the building. And he's saying, uh, Sherlock's saying, I did create Moriarty, and I'm a fake. I, I googled you. <laughs> And then he jumps off the building, and then he, which is like a 20, 
story drop or something like that. I don't know about that, but... It was a pretty tall drop. It was at least, like, six stories or so. It was enough to kill you. Yeah. He jumps off the building, and Watson's running towards him. He gets hit by this biker guy, and he stumbles towards him, and he sees Sherlock lying there in the street, pale as a ghost, and pouring blood out the back of his head. And we're all like, I don't get it. I, 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 wah, wah. That can't be right. And then by the end of the episode, when Watson's saying his goodbyes to Sherlock's grave, we see him walk away and we see Sherlock hiding behind a tree, proving that he, yeah, he's still alive. And we're all left, we're left with our jaws on the ground, uh, trying to figure everything out. And that was episode three. But we do have theories on how it, some at least uh, theories on what could be, and not complete theories, but at least partial maybe. Because we know for fact that he talked to Molly mm -hmm. about wanting her help, and she's a doctor scientist. She has uh, ability to do certain things that other people can't. She has, a, she has dead bodies at her disposal and, and other scientific things. Or she could be the one to to verify it, that it yeah, was she, his body. Like, like right. she could be the one that said, "Yep, it's him." And two, close the case. Yeah, two. We know that Sherlock was very adamant about John Watson staying in that precise moment. Don't move this way. Don't move there. Stay right there. Why? Not entirely sure. Now here's my theory on that. If you look closely, while. Sherlock is talking to Watson from Watson's perspective when it shows the long shot look closely at Sherlock's body because it does not seem to move right but this is confusing but when it shows a close-up it does move so we don't do know he is standing on a ledge talking I don't think he's standing on a ledge actually I think he's standing up no you do you, see, where you, you can do see, see a shot you do see a shot of him standing okay, on the ledge that's true um, and you see him physically jump off the building. It's you don't see you don't see it get pushed. You see him physically jump himself off the side of the building. You see right. that. So what I think is there are two Sherlock's. One is a fake that's on the ledge that Watson can see, and one is the real real one. And the fake gets pushed off by Sherlock or something, and then Sherlock jumps himself off the side of a building, somewhere where Watson can't see into a trash bin or something. I think the fake Sherlock is in fact Moriarty. And here's partial reason, we do see blood coming out of the back of Moriarty's head right. beginning. And if he was given a wig or a mask or something, and, and, he was somehow, mask. and he was somehow connected to Sherlock, and when Sherlock jumped off one side of the building, it automatically dropped the other guy, Moriarty. Could be that. But, yeah, the reason why he would have a mask is because... Earlier in the episode, they find those kids. And they and scream. Sherlock, Sherlock goes in there to uh, talk to them, and they scream when they see his face. So it's possible that they thought that they saw Sherlock before because it was Moriarty wearing a Sherlock mask. Now, there's that, but then that seems way too Mission Impossible-like and too sci-fi-ish. I don't know about that. It's doable in real life. Yeah, Especially if you are rich like Moriarty. But there's a possibility of that, but I don't think it's even necessary. I think a really well done wig will do. 
Because his face looked like his face, though. That's where the drugs come in. Okay. Here's what I think. The, the biker that hits Watson is very important. I'm even close to thinking that biker is, is somehow Sherlock. No, no, you see his face. Don't you don't see his face. It's I blurry. Think I think it's really, really blurry. Like, if these two moments in time happened in different times. I don't know about that. <laughs> it's like, I think the time periods are all over the place, and it's not really showing you everything in order. Um, I don't agree with that. But there's that, but then when the, whether the biker is it or not Sherlock, I think he's administering Watson a drug that would go up to the body with the wig and he, because he saw Sherlock jump off the building, or at least who he thought was Sherlock, the drug makes him see what he expects to see. And he expects to see Sherlock dead because he just saw him jump off the building, so that is what he sees. But what about convincing, you know, Lestrade and convincing um, all the people at the police department, which seem to be convinced, except for Anderson, um, that... <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, here's, here's, here's what happens, if you didn't notice. When Sherlock is put onto a gurney at the end, after he jumps off the building, you don't see him put onto a, into an ambulance. You see him carried off into an alleyway. Really? Yes. You don't see any ambulance at all. You just see people put him onto a gurney and rush him into an alleyway. That's interesting. Which I would expect an ambulance. Um, but I think that's where Molly comes in. Uh, they would be. Uh, they would believe it because she confirmed it, and she's a medical examiner. Yeah, I would think that they would want to see the body. They could see the body. It's not like they're they going to actually be under drugs. No, they they. They would see the body, they just wouldn't test the pulse. No, they would have to see... Oh, you mean like Sherlock actually sitting on the thing? Yeah. That would be dumb. I don't know. But it's what the girl did. It's what uh, Adler did. No. Irene Adler s laid down on the slab. Did she say that? Yes. And Sherlock could tell she was alive, but no one else could. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, I didn't understand how they did that either. So there's so much that could actually happen and correlate, but I think those, uh, those Here's the thing, major though. things are at least a part of what it. we are saying is most likely what the internet came up with within ten minutes of the episode airing. I don't think so. That's... I th the internet is good. There's so many people on the internet that in the comments, I'm sure they've all they all came up with this stuff right away. However. Um, Stephen Moffat said there's one clue everybody is missing. That was after the first few days after the episode aired. And I think... There's one big clue that everybody's I, missing. I, I remember when I was looking at people's theories that I don't remember anybody saying anything about the hound virus. Yeah. That could be it. And, yeah, I, I really think hound virus has a major play in uh, what virus, goes on. It's a drug. Drug, whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Big difference. <laughs> but he said there's one clue that people will keep missing. Yeah. It could be a number of things, because I don't know what people are missing. It could be the dummy in the beginning that's hanging, and what he says about it. I don't know. That that was foreshadowing for sure. I don't know if it actually had anything to do with Here's his thoughts thing, of what I'm, actually I'm, happened. I'm kind of mad at ourselves, because we're doing so much theorizing that I have... I'm really hoping that we're wrong, because... 
We're I don't, wrong. I don't want to. I don't want to be right because then it's like we spoiled it. No, we are not smart as Stephen Moffat or I anything like that. Go, I would. I wouldn't say that though because when I'm watching, when I was watching Doctor Who, and some of his smart moments, I didn't catch them because I didn't think about it. I just watched it straight through and then those things happened and it impressed me. But if I actually went took the time to think about it, I might have caught those things. So, the fact that we're taking the time to think about it could be spoiling ourselves. Ah. No, I don't think so. I think if at all where it's just tiny little details that uh, but most, for the most part, it'll be stuff we haven't thought about. I think maybe one or I two things. I hope so. I hope we still get surprised, but I hope we did not screw it up for ourselves. <laughs> Especially with that hound thing, because I never would have thought of that. Maybe that's the clue. Huh? <laughs> Everyone's missing. <laughs> but, uh... But that was the, uh... That, yeah, that, that was the second season. The third season starts in a couple days, though. Well, not in a couple days. Wednesday. Three days. Uh, four. Wednesday. It starts on Wednesday. Uh, but we uh, also wanted to talk about the uh, little thingy. Prequel. Little, the little prequel uh, mini-cast episode thingy, Majigar. Many happy returns. Many happy returns. I was worried about that from just from the title. <laughs> I don't um, think they're going to spoil the actual return in a prequel episode. Sorry. I wouldn't think so either, but you never know. You never know. Um, you didn't know if somebody else actually knew about him like Lestrade or something like that was behind it or something I we know some somebody's got to be behind it other than like Molly or something like that not necessarily it's a lot of plotting to do on your own <laughs> well it's Sherlock yeah but but this uh, many happy returns was basically um, this conspiracy theory kind of a deal with uh, officer Anderson yeah who's been collecting uh, Sherlock sightings all over the world of where Sherlock is and what he's doing now. And uh, it's about all these, pretty much anything you'd expect from a, your, your average tinfoil hat. Tin hat conspiracy theories. And it's, it's, it's pretty much just to make you laugh. I mean, it, it could be true, I guess. Um, but it's just for fun. But what, what I guess... What you normally see is the direction of these conspiracy theories are leading straight to London. Which means if it if these conspiracy theories are him, that means he's coming back soon. Which obviously he is on Wednesday. Um, <laughs> but the uh, prequel goes in to introduce us back to Watson who watches and an old, never-before-seen birthday uh, tape where Sherlock is trying to figure out the right words to say to Watson because he's not the best social uh, person in the world. But the end of the video says something like, I'm sorry, I, I couldn't be there today, uh, John, but uh, I promise I will be there sooner than you think. It was just like... Sherlock's coming back. It's kind of like a commercial, a long seven-minute commercial for the next season. Ooh, that was a good one. Sherlock season three again starts on Wednesday. That means we'll probably have a podcast out to you by Thursday. 
Yeah, that's all I got. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> Remember to comment on our stuff. Yeah. You know who you are. Com- comment on our WordPress. Comment on our Podomatic. Follow us on our WordPress. Follow us on our Podomatic. Comment on our Facebook. Like our Facebook. Email us. Reddit us. Sign up for a subscription on iTunes. iTunes. That's right. Make sure you get the right one, too. You'll know which one's the right one. It's the one with the more episodes. And until... Until many happy returns. I'm Dave, the detective guy. And... (laughs) With me is the companion assistant uh, colleague. Andy. And... Tim's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Peace out! (laughs)